Today's Egg Spotlight episode is sponsored by Energrow. Energrow's oilseed pressing system helps farmers crush their feed costs. The easy way to make fresh, homegrown, high-quality meal plus expeller pressed oil right on the farm. The fully automated Turnkey Crush Pro is easy to set up and run 24-7. To learn more, go to energrow.ca. Welcome to North American Egg Spotlight. I'm Chrissy Wozniak. Our guest today joins us from one of my favorite places in the whole world to eat, Madison, Wisconsin. She's the host of the digital meeting place of the global dairy industry. I would like to welcome Katie Schmidt of The Dairy Show, the World Dairy Expo podcast. Welcome, Katie, and thank you so much for being here. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me on, Chrissy. I'm really excited about being here today. Yeah, thanks. Uh, So tell me a bit about yourself. What's your role with World Dairy and, and your background? So I cut my teeth in the dairy industry growing up on my family's farm in central Minnesota and then studied animal science in college at the University of Minnesota and found my way to Madison and World Dairy Expo about five years ago and have been working in communications and marketing with them um, since that time. So my current role is as communications manager. So I am responsible for all things comms and marketing related for the brand. Um, So everything from advertising to um, design, to writing, to hosting this podcast that we started in September. Um, So the Dairy Show launched back uh, during what would have been World Dairy Expo 2020. And we're now about eight months into the show and I'm learning every day with it. And hopefully our listeners are as well. That's awesome. And World Dairy is set to go on this year. So I'm so excited. Uh, What can we expect this year? Yeah, so World Dairy Expo will be back September 28th through October 2nd uh, in Madison, Wisconsin at our historic home at the Alliant Energy Center. That was obviously uh, in question for a little bit there, but we are are looking forward to having the confidence to move forward with plans. So you're going to see your staples that you love from the dairy cattle show to the trade show. Um, But really what people can expect is uh, a bolstering of educational opportunities that are going to take place this year. Um, we've redesigned the tan bark, which is Expo's bar and grill on site. Um, so we'll be hosting morning keynotes in there. We're going to add some seminars in Spanish this year. Um, and really just, I think people can look forward to seeing friends and families and neighbors and, and the global dairy industry back together uh, all in one place. And of course, eating a steak while you're in Madison. Yes. <laughs> and cheese, uh, deep fried cheese curds for sure. Lots of cheese curds. I have yes. a big long list of everything that I have to eat when I go there. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Lots of grilled cheese sandwiches and ice cream yes. as well. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. The ice cream. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> now my mouth's watering. <laughs> Mine too, <laughs> but it's yeah. going to be great. Yes. So we're, we're excited to have everybody back together again and, and, you know, gather, gather and learn and, and, and commune together. So yeah, for sure. And what's the theme this year? It is instrumental to the industry. So, uh, it's kind of loosely based around Mardi Gras. So in oh, cool. like expect some fun colors, some music, um, really just that, that Mardi Gras party theme is kind of a great theme to come back to after a year off. Oh yeah. We all need a celebration. I agree. Yeah. Yes, that sounds yes. fun. That's great. So why did you start the part the podcast for world, world dairy? What was the reasoning? So when we canceled the show in 2020, we made that decision back in um, June of last year 
And upon that cancellation, we realized that we wanted to create something that our attendees could engage with year round, even without having a show take place. Mm -hmm. And I think World Dairy Expo is positioned in this unique way that we are the meeting place of the global dairy industry. Our role in the industry is to simply gather. And I think a podcast lends itself well into that model of we can gather the best experts in the dairy industry to be guests on the podcast. And we can provide that, that knowledge and those connections to the global dairy industry beyond the five days that we would normally be in World Dairy Expo. So uh, it's it's been a, an educational uh, adventure primarily, but obviously still some entertainment value as we recall stories of past World Dairy Expos and, and winners and how the show came to be but a lot of focus on, on the dairy industry and really just highlighting what experts have to offer and what they can share. Yeah, that's, that's really important. And, and so who's listening? Who are you speaking to? We are speaking to dairy producers around the world, industry uh, members. Uh, we've got a, a pretty loyal following that's growing slowly but surely. So uh, mm-hmm. it's fun to see those listener numbers go up every episode. And um, but a lot of a lot of just people who want to learn something. We're seeing trends in as people find the podcast, they're going back and listening to old episodes, which I think as a host of the show I'm really excited about because they're hearing one and they're liking what they're hearing and they're going back to find more. Um, so a lot of, uh, a lot of growth is coming from the podcast and we're continuing to get some exciting guests. We, um, you know, are speaking with people like, uh, Alicia Lamb at Oakfield Corners. Who's one of our, our longtime dairy cattle exhibitors. Um, we've ha- talked with Paul Blyberg with National Milk Producers Federation about oh. dairy policy. Um, we've talked with Aiden Connolly about dairy technology. Um, we've got the guys from Milk Source coming on as our Dairy Producers of the Year. So really trying to cover the gamut of what the dairy industry has to offer. And I think in doing so, um, we get a variety in audience as well, but always with a, a tie to dairy. Right. Yeah, that's really cool. So uh, it's uh, every other week? Correct. Yes, we do new episodes the second and fourth Tuesday of each month. Awesome. Good. And so what trends are you seeing in the dairy industry right now? Ooh, that's a great question. I think from the, the perspective that we have a hosting expo and the people that we engage with, there are trends to find your place in the industry and your role in the industry. Um, so whether that is, you know, growing to, to bring in new partners or if it's staying small and finding your niche um, within the industry and finding ways to, to still support yourself and your family, I think there's a place for everybody in the dairy industry. And I think World Dairy Expo um, does a great job of, of really capitalizing on that and showcasing that there is variety out there and there is, will always be variety out there. But um, yeah, as far as like moving forward, I think we're, we're going to continue to, to find our places. We're going to continue to uh, innovate with new technologies. Um, I think we've got some exciting leaders in the industry that will take us in some, some great avenues. And I'm excited as someone who works for an organization that again, gathers the dairy industry Mm -hmm. to help showcase where people are taking us. Right. That, yeah. And that, that's so cool. So what do you see, you know, there've been a lot of changes over the last year, obviously for everyone. Um, But what do you think are the biggest challenges that face our food supply chain, you know, Mm -hmm. in relation to dairy and um, you know, what, what can we do about it? 
I think one of the big issues that we see, um, especially in the U.S., uh, and we we discovered this during COVID, was um, supply chain issues with transportation um, and the labor of processing. Um, so those were really exemplified during early COVID days, and we saw them in shortages at the grocery store, which right. we never would have thought was possible in the United States before this. And I think it was very eye-opening for, for people outside of agriculture to, to see that happen. Um, and hopefully they have an understanding now of why that happened. It wasn't a shortage of product, it was, you know, breakdowns in the supply chain along the way. Um, so I, I think that was, that was eye-opening for a lot of folks, but I, I think um, labor will continue to be uh, an issue for dairy. We sell cows to milk every day, um, but I think also we're going to see some changes in supply chain in how food is, is processed and produced and moved um, just to maybe some more local movements. I don't know what it's going to take, but um, I would anticipate some changes there. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I know in, you know, spending a, a lifetime working in agriculture, we've tried so hard over the last, I think I'd say a decade of trying to bring awareness to the consumer. Um, well, that happened. Like they they should now be well aware that, you know, if, if there's, you know, you've got to figure out where your food comes from. It doesn't just show up in the grocery store. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if it's not there, there's a reason because it's a, a you know, it's like clockwork, how that right. food gets to your table. So I think in one way that is a positive that people can think about where their food comes from. Um, I remember looking for brisket for months. I like, I love brisket so much and there was no brisket anywhere. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I think that's really true. And hopefully people like use this as a learning opportunity too. So it's not just a Oh yeah, we were aware for a couple of weeks and you know, we we saw it, but now we're not going to do anything about it. So I hope people, you know, take the initiative to do something about the issues that we discovered during this past year. Yeah, that's it. And then on the other hand, what do you think are the biggest opportunities that we're facing right now mm -hmm. as, you know, as an industry in dairy and across agriculture? I think opportunities are are in connecting more with consumers. I really do think that is a huge part in, in what agriculture can do and in the story that we tell. Um, there's obviously you no know, talks around the environmental impacts of agriculture um, and what that means. It's a big topic in the U.S. these days, but I think there's, there's a lot of opportunity in, I don't want to say educating consumers because I don't like that term, but I think we have the opportunity to connect with our consumers and ab an ability to personalize the product that we're producing and, and having a better relationship with people beyond our, the farm gate. So beyond, you know, just those involved in the production of something. So I think that's where, at least for me, that's where a lot of the opportunity lies is in connecting and, and really just putting not just a face, but a connection to their food and, and a knowledge of where it's coming from and how it's produced. Right. Yeah. And that's what World Dairy is all about, right? It's about that connection, that every year connection with, with the whole industry. Absolutely. And learning from others and, and yeah, those connections really can, can, you know, lead to innovation and lead to changes when we bring everybody together. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And so where do you see the industry in, you know, five, five, 10 years, if, you know, look into your crystal ball and where, where do you see it going in, you know, technology, innovation and, um, people. I think dairy is going to 
have a, a greater use of data. Uh, dairy is unique in the fact that we have data every day because we're producing a product every day. Um, it's not, you know, like your, your meats or whatnot that you do them once in a lifetime or crops you're doing once a season. Um, dairy is producing data every day in terms of milk pounds and components and, and what all that looks like and feeding rates and not everything. But I, I think data is really going to drive the industry forward. I think there's a lot of opportunity there and I think we're just going to understand how to better use it in the next five to 10 years. And we've got, you know, exciting startups and tech companies that are leading the charge on that, um, that are helping producers better understand how to read, digest, and then utilize data that's being collected each day. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that, but you're right. You know, if we harvest data, we can learn from it. So that that's a really good yeah. You just have to understand how to learn from it, right? Like numbers yeah. are only so good until you know how to use them, how you can implement them, how you can, again, digest and, and, and take it forward. For sure. Yeah. So where can people find you if they want to find out your, or hear your podcast, where can they find you? Yeah. So the dairy show is on Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, um, and online at worlddairyexpo.com. Um, I have the privilege of simply being the host on that show. So uh, I, it's kind of fun to flip the script today and be a guest, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I, I, it's, you know, interesting to sit in the, the other side of this chair, but, um, yeah, so it's, it's a lot of great perspectives that we're hopefully bringing to everybody, but again, Spotify, Apple, Google website. Um, and then, you know, we'll see everybody in Madison for World Air Expo 2021, September 28th through October 2nd. That's awesome. And then I have one final question for you. What fires you up? What makes you get out of bed in the morning? Ooh, a lot of things, but I, I think the, the underlying current is knowing that I am involved in agriculture and the dairy industry at such an exciting time. And that I'm in a position that allows me to have an active role in providing change and direction towards the industry. Um, and that I get to help people connect and tell stories and, and really showcase what, what we have to offer the, the global consumer. Yeah. And that's remarkable. And you've got an, an awesome platform to do that. Very fortunate in that regard. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Katie. And, uh, I, I totally look forward to meeting you in person this fall. And uh, thanks to everybody that's watching. If you want to learn more, the links will all be provided in the show notes as well. Perfect. Well, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. The way we conduct business in agriculture has endured a drastic change. Our handshake industry has traditionally been face-to-face, but with the cancellation of in-person events and farm shows, everyone has had to adapt, from farms to manufacturers to service providers. With a dizzying array of marketing and digital business choices, you need to make the right decisions or risk not being seen at all. If you need advice or a customized plan for your business, don't hesitate to reach out to me at chrissywozniak.com or chrissy.info because that's easier to spell. Don't risk not pivoting your business. Find a path that will take you into the digital space and be seen by our industry. Fastline Auctions, the ultimate destination for online farm equipment auctions. Looking to list equipment? Fastline Auctions knows farmers, and farmers have trusted Fastline for their equipment needs for over 45 years. With unmatched digital reach, 
and direct-to-farmer catalogs, they can find the right buyer for your equipment. Not to mention, they have the industry's lowest commission rates. And if you're looking for equipment to buy, you can bid with confidence. No buyer premiums, no reserves, just integrity. Fastline Auctions, your trusted platform for hassle-free, cost-effective farm equipment auctions. Visit fastline.com for more information. You can join us for a tour of the Fastline Auctions platform July 13th at 6.30 p.m. To register for this webinar, go to northamericanag.com slash fastline hyphen webinar. That's northamericanag.com slash fastline hyphen webinar to register now.